Okay, welcome to Chihuahua Bat 2.0, Surviving in the Public Classroom. I'm Swan, and I'm here today with my dear friend, Mala. Say hello. Hello, everybody. And we are uh, retired teachers, but we're still really passionate about reaching out and helping uh, educators still in the classroom and all the challenges that they face. And, uh, of course, after retirement, we got to pursue our passions, and, and Mala's passion was painting and you're quite famous now I so. tell you I'm a, I am on in the yep. gallery in Wimberley Texas have my own mall and uh, enjoying big. it yes yeah. that's big well and she's she's being modest because she's also on my like, Facebook and Instagram and people all over the U.S. are you know texting her going oh I love that picture how much is it so she's being very modest and so uh after and for me, after retirement, I was really passionate about uh, writing, you know, blogging, and obviously I'm podcasting about, you know, issues for teachers in the classroom. And uh, and I did write a book. I published a book in 2019, Memoir of a Chihuahua Bat, which highlights about a five-year period of my teaching career. That if anyone had ever told me I would have found myself in that position, I'd say you're nuts. It doesn't exist, but but it did. And uh, kind of the book is about, you know, success is up to you. You can sit there and go, oh, my gosh, or you can find a solution. And, and, and I did. So that can be found on Amazon or you can find it on my website at chihuahuabat.com. And so today's episode, uh, you're going to have to, you know, Father, forgive us because it's called Engaging Students in the in the language, and we're going to talk to you about all our uh, real successful activities that we used in the classroom, and and this is difficult because we did so many for so long that it's it's hard to pick just one or two. So we'll probably get off on a tangent. We'll apologize and do our Father forgive me now. Um, but we did try to just group it by skills like reading, writing, listening, speaking, and so maybe that'll be sort of a the organization that will work for us. And and I think we'll start with writing. And for me, I think the key to successful writing or getting your students to write successfully really uh, falls in the kinds of prompts. That's right. I, I agree because uh, you want them to want to do it. Yeah. You know, you not just, okay. Today we're going to write about yeah, and, school. Got to have an outline. You've got to do this. Right. You've got to do that. Right. So, and we felt it was important to kind of be different. Of course, creativity, that's, that's just our middle name. So I know for me, I like to pull from pictures and photographs of all kinds. So let's say if I was teaching clothing, I'd go get magazines like popular magazines, even People magazine, and I would just pull out pictures of celebrities and, uh, and I would tape them around the room and I might have eight to 10 and I would number them and I would tell the kids that day they were going to do a little walk around and they had to uh, number their papers and describe what the people were wearing right. based on the picture that they saw. And then, you know, that could I could have done that with anything, buildings in the city. I could have done it with uh, activities. What are the people doing? Mm -hmm. So we used uh, pictures quite a bit. Um, Actually, my students did a, like a spring catalog for clothing. Oh, nice. Yes. And of course you can do it for winter. You, and uh -huh. So you had the vocabulary, you had, right. excuse me, you had the clothing vocabulary colors and you had right. the weather. Yeah. So sure perfect did. for the Spanish one level. Absolutely. And of course you could bump it up. 
uh, to the Spanish too. But for me, that mm -hmm. was one of the major projects I did in Spanish one because it was so simple. Right. The book, it, it hit their vocabulary. It did. Vocabulary that was in their textbook. It did. Um, uh, if you, and, and we had other things called, uh, back in the day, we called it like an eightfold where you would fold up some butcher oh, I paper. I love that project. And it was kind of like chunking in squares to get them to start writing. And the first box was maybe your title box. And then the second box you had to have, and you could dictate whether you wanted like a lower level one sentence, sentence per box, or you could do all the way up to three or four sentences, depending on how high a level you were <laughs> teaching. Um, and I used to love to do that with, like, opposites. I loved the book, you know, uh, Big Dog, Little Dog, Pero oh, Grande, yeah. Pero Pequeño. And yeah. I would make them do a story about opposites, you know, and using their adjectives. So we kind of like the eightfold. Um, as things became, uh, or as technology became uh, integrated and seamlessly integrated, um, you know, my kids run a one-to-one -one with Chromebooks, and so a lot of the we st I still use the paper from time to time because if you just use one format, it becomes uh, mundane. Right. So uh, I would occasionally pull out like the giant Post-it notes, you know, and fold those things up. But uh, if I did do any kind of a, a writing or sort of a mapping, you know, activity, right? right. Uh huh. For writing. I kind of came up with my own template with just sort of boxes, and I, I put them in like funky little designs and with arrows, so I'm saying this first box, you know, place your title, and this next mm -hmm. box, let's do your topic sentence, and right. then the arrow goes down, and here's your first big box, so let's write your first paragraph, and what are you going to support from what you stated in your topic mm -hmm. sentence, so I kind of would guide writing like that, and that was working up more to writing their first composition or their main. And and for me, mm -hmm. I used it as a storyboard. Oh, absolutely. I really yeah. like the storyboard concept yeah. where, they, like you said, right. they create their own story or they, they take do. a simple little story retell and, it, and retell it, you know, uh, scene right. by scene. scene. And you, you specify, okay, I would like, you know, three sentences in each scene or whatever, right. depending on your level. Right. But guys, you can make this go even lower. You can take the 24-hour clock and say, what did you do? You know, me, le me levanto, me right. despierto, exactly. and so forth. So Just daily every routine, right? right? the daily routine. You and, sure could. And that's a little right. writing for each hour of the day. Right. So, I mean, just real simple ideas with the clock. Um, mm -hmm. I've just... Well, I know. I, well, I want to throw in. I think one of the most fun and creative things you did was your little flat Stanley, right? Oh, yes. Do you remember that? Y'all right. remember reading to your grandkids or whatever the flat Stanley books? Well, flat Stanley can visit all different places in your school, right. all different countries, right. all different. So you could do culture. He can eat all different foods. Uh -huh. You just didn't know where Flat Stanley could go. Right. And, and they had to come back and share, right? They had to share. And see, I have to be honest, I, I had never heard of Flat Stanley. I don't know. But I did something similar with the little uh, Chick-fil-A cow, the little stuff, oh, little icon. Oh, really? Yeah. And my kids had to take it. And they had to, he had to go somewhere and do something. Then they had to come back and like write a little story about you know what he had done. So, And, uh, and I think, you know... Any writing activity could be flipped into a speaking activity. All right. Speaking right. listening is just a given. Right. And, you know, you can always have them share what they write. So 
um, those are some of the highlights of writing, and there was a million more. And, and I have to say that, you know, if, if you have a question or an idea or you need a suggestion, just message me through uh, Podbeam, or you can go to chihuahuabat.com, and we will gladly give or share anything uh, with you. So for me, I love speaking, and I love to use just a lot of role play, I do too. to be honest. And I would just throw out situations. We were big on situations and react in the situation. So, okay, you're uh, you're taking a new student around the school and introducing them. Mm-hmm. Or today, you're a realtor, and you're showing the client new homes. Or, um, or you're the... MC on a cooking show. Absolutely. Okay. You're uh, selling sell, a product. Selling products. You're doing some kind of an advertisement. You're in a style show. Yes. Or you're doing an exercise video. And then, you you know, you can start very simply, like with just two students, you know, doing a dialogue, create a dialogue and go right. record it for me uh, or a little skit and record it. Um, I think... Uh, as far as practicing and working up to that, I used to do a thing. I think yours was inner circle, outer circle. Yes, it was. Right? And you did adults, right? I did adults. That's right. when I was at you, ma'am. Yeah, teaching I did yourself. adults. And uh-huh. I had small classes. I could do it. So the circles worked for you. Yes, they right. worked for me. Yes. I know in my classroom, I modified that a bit, and I just did two rows. And one row was had the A questions, the other row had the B questions. And the, the key was each group had different questions. And it was kind of like speed dating, like you ask your questions, you ask yours, and then mm-hmm. I'm going to say muy bate. And they had to go, sometimes I'd go to the left, to the left, meaning you were going to rotate to the left. Mm-hmm. So they kind of went up and down uh, the rows. And so, and, and that worked really well. And then they would find those questions on an assessment. I love that activity for review. Absolutely. It was a beautiful review before a test. It was. Um, and then, you know, we did branch out. We got a little crazy. Do you remember the intercambios? Oh, yeah, the intercambios. Uh, we did it, uh, first of all. A couple all, of ways, yeah, right? The yeah. brown bag lunch. Do you yeah, remember we, that? Yeah, we did a brown bag lunch. We took the kids to the University of Mexico mm-hmm. downtown San Antonio yes. and uh, to the ESL classes. Yes. And we, you know, they 15 minutes. In English, English, right? 15 minutes in Spanish. Right. And uh, it was. Actually, it was wonderful for both groups. It really was. And I can remember my when I taught at UNAM, they would say, bring the kids again. You know, that was right. the best, they a lot better it. than the language lab because oh, it was yeah. true interaction. It, it was. And, and it was real. And they got to actually apply the language that they were trying to learn. Yeah. And I think it gave them mm-hmm. the incentive to one summer to go to those language schools because oh, several of yes. those students, I took the language schools, schools after that experience. Yeah, and they love that. They loved right. it. And, of course, you just blossom in a language yes, school you when do. you're immersed with living well, with we, a family. We, and, we talked about that in Cuernavaca. We did that as well. And, yeah, we would take students down there. So too. so that was a biggie. And then right. one time, Susan, mm-hmm. we actually did an intercambio when I was teaching in high school with a high school in Canada. Cool. Yeah. And right. we uh, taught a lesson. Now you can Skype that now. We, yeah. Yes. And now you could Skype. Right. That. And look, we well, had, or even Zoom. You could Zoom them. Do you know what we did? We had to videotape it. Well, I'm sure you did. Videotape. Yeah. That's oh, in my the gosh. olden days. Right. Yeah. yeah. But they were so excited about it. Both. Uh-huh. Both. Yeah. And what it was is tell me about your school. Exactly. And we learned all about their classes. The school is different all it, around the world. That's right. And we even met their principal. Cool. So nice. uh, 
they did a beautiful job, and awesome. I think we did too. Awesome. All right. I don't know me for me listening. Um, I kind of fell in love with YouTube and all the different oh. resources on YouTube. And I tell you, you can find anything. You can find like little nursery rhymes or anything. If you're trying to teach colors or numbers or, you know, the alphabet song. Oh, my gosh. They love that. Uh, all the way up to some real cute videos. I know Senor Woolley was very popular. Yo soy guapo. And, uh and, and his were kind of satires. Uh -huh. So the kids the high school those. kids love that. They do. And and then they would also kind of recreate their own version of Perfect. those videos. And Perfect. they love to come up with things like that. Um, I know that uh, in my Spanish street class, if you go onto YouTube, you can find some of the celebrities like Will Smith. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Uh, and, and all kinds of people speaking Spanish, Justin Timberlake, and just different little montages. And so I thought that was really cool oh, that's wonderful. for them to know that, yeah, people all over speak more than one language. And then I would ask them, what did you hear? Mm -hmm. So that was kind of cool. Um, and I think YouTube's really good for like little raps. Mm -hmm. You know, like conjugating, or you can do like the irregular preterite, you know. Right, I'm going to throw we, this out. You tell me. Tuve. Yes. Excuse me. Go ahead. I was <laughs> rapping there, girl, but that's okay. You, you, you go ahead. Yeah. This is what I was thinking. Yeah. Because I've not, I did not teach in the YouTube generation. Okay. That's so fine. I'm thinking that if they hear it and see the person speak, right, you know, you can use those, those body gestures and uh, I'm not saying exactly lip read, but it, <laughs> but the body, however, however, <laughs> yeah. body gestures always work for me. They you do, know? and also yeah, facial do. expressions. Yeah. So yeah. it really does get easier to understand what the person is saying. Exactly, and and I want to add. I think now most districts have some kind of a textbook system online, and that. They have a lot of listening activities that they can uh, pull from, and, and they're guided, probably match, you know, what's going on. And that's really improved. So, oh, okay. yeah, that's you can good. always, yeah, fall to that. And so our last one is uh, reading. And I will tell you, Susan, I okay. love the little intermediate readers. Yeah, we were reader people. We were fortunate enough to have a budget where we could buy – we did like classroom like, sets of yes like Quinta May and Alejandro Viviana even the little video novella La Catrina which is kind of you know cheesy these days but it also came with some um, reading uh, resources Leyendas. yeah Leyendas there were all kinds of little books that you could you could use and um, you know for me I, we would do like you know the pair reading mm -hmm. I like that very where much where one person would read a passage or piece of a passage ask a question the partner had to answer it then the partner had to read another passage and ask a question and the, their partner had to answer now one of my activities that I really love to do with my kids is called gotcha. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. And it sounds kind of mean, but it's not. But we'll all have like a, a little sample to read. And I'll start out and I'll read the first. Oh, I might read the first two or three sentences. I might read the first three or four words. And then I'll call on someone like Sophia. And Sophia has to pick up where I'm reading. And, of course, you know, if she doesn't know where I am, that means gotcha. Right. She's not paying attention. 
Um, so that, you know, she gets a mark by her name, but, uh, if she does know where I am and she can read, you know, four or five words, she can read a whole sentence and she gets to call on someone to see if they're paying attention. And the whole point is to pick up with the very next word. Um, and when I was talking about this, I had some teachers like, Oh my gosh, you're going to humiliate the low readers. And I go, no, no, no. Cause I know who they are. Mm-hmm. And so I wait because they invariably will call, you know, senora, I'm paying attention. I know where we are, so I'll continue reading. And, like, if it's something simple like que and the answer is, like, son las dos, then I'll call on that, you know, the mm-hmm. little weaker reader, and I'll go, you know, que horas, Jaime. And then, you know, yeah. like, senora, yeah, they are. You can do it. It's right there, the three words. So I kind of knew, you know, gotcha sounds like. It's intimidating, but my kids loved it. I think some of them called it popcorn mm-hmm. because they love calling on their friends. They like to catch them to see if they were. You know, one thing I did was that garbage basura. Oh yeah, I would say something, and and they would the, they would all shout out basura, senora. Right, that's not true. Right, that's yeah. not true. That's not true. It's trash. Yeah, I know. Uh, one thing I like to do, <coughs> excuse me, is uh, I called it uh, logical illogical. And I would have just sentences or little, you know, paragraphs, and they would read along. And a simple example would be like, corta la guitarra en la cocina. And then in English, that's like, I cut the guitar in the kitchen. Well, obviously, that's not illogical. That's illogical. So they'd have to mark that illogical or falso, and they'd have to rewrite it like toca la guitarra en la cocina. So I used to uh, have fun with that. And um, and then I would have them. I said, why don't you write some sentences, mm-hmm. make some logical, illogical, and they would trade off with, you know, their buddies. You know, I want to say this too. Sure. The Chihuahua bat material can go for all languages. Absolutely. So toca la guitarra means I play the guitar. Exactly. Right. But because you could translate that to any language sure if you could. wanted to. So anyway, um, now I want to say... One of the things we really did was what we called an assignment template, and it was basically an outline, and this would be for major projects that we wanted them to do, and um, we thought about introing that here, but it's it's so involved, I think we'll hold that off until the, so the next episode, but we were really proud of that because it spoke to all stakeholders in the education, and um it was really a more of a curricular document that we developed, but I, I think, you know, we'll hold that for our next. I think so. Our too. next episode. So, um, we had fun creating yeah. all these activities. Uh, if there's anything else you want more of, because we got a million of them, when you ask us this, it's very hard. We just don't even know where to begin. Uh, and so uh, that concludes this episode. We've really enjoyed visiting with you, and we want to say. Dare to be be a Chihuahua Chihuahua bat bat and and have a Chihuahua Chihuahua bat day. day.